Amen. Um, let's pray. The title of my sermon is Discovering Hidden Treasures, Lessons from Little Known Bible Stories. Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus, and I pray that you would guide me in preaching this sermon with simplicity, with clarity, and with power, Lord God. Hide me behind the cross. Let your people be envisioned, encouraged, convinced, convicted. Um, fill us with faith in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to share with you some um, hidden treasures from little known stories. And I pray that, that you get some good lessons from stories that you may not be that familiar with. And I pray that you will be inspired to trust God, keep the hope, and be bold with godliness. I pray it inspires you to read more of the Bible. And feel free to use Audio Bible and to use BibleSummaries.info. I pray it challenges you to continue to follow the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, to give you a heart after God and help you stay on the potter's wheel so the Lord can continue to shape you and mold you and to be more and more like Jesus Christ. So two text scriptures I want to open with to frame our thinking is one is in Luke chapter Luke 8, 10, and others in Proverbs. 25.2. So we're going to read the, mainly the first portion of Luke 8.10. 8.10a, they will say. And Jesus replied, he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures may be fulfilled. Right? And when they look, they won't really see, and when they hear, they won't understand. But I like, you are permitted to understand the secrets of God. Proverbs 25.2 says, It is a privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. Amen. And as king's kids, we pray that we will continue to have a hunger and thirst and curiosity to continue of all our lives to learn the secrets of the kingdom. So I'm going to share three stories with you. And these are stories in a nutshell if you want to screenshot this, right? The first one is the four lepers at the gate of Samaria. That can be found in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3, 9. And this story shows you how unexpected people, like four lepers, right, four marginalized outsiders, could bring hope and good news. Much like how Jesus teach, teaches that everyone's valuable and can share love and kindness no matter who they are. The second story is the faith of the Phoenician woman, found in Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Here, Jesus shows us his love and help are for everyone, not just a specific group of people. And it teaches us about the power of faith and persistence and that everyone is welcome to receive God's love and mercy. And then we're going to look at another story in the Old Testament, Obadiah hiding the prophets in 1 Kings 18, 3-4. Obadiah's brave act of protecting God's prophets is similar to how Jesus cares for and protect those who love, follow him showing that doing what's right and helping others is important. So let's get into the four lepers in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3. Let's read the scripture. Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here waiting to die? They asked each other. We will starve if we stay here. 
But with the famine in the city, and this is the time of Elijah, the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go and surrender to the Aramean army. If they let us live, so much the better. And if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Arameans. But when they got came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. But the Lord has caused the Aramean army to hear a clatter of speeding chariots and galloping of horses and the sound of a great army approaching. The king of the Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptians to attack us, they cried to one another. So they panicked and ran into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else. They fled for their lives. And when the lepers arrived at the edge of the camp, they went to one tent after another, eating and drinking wine. And they carried off silver and gold and clothing and hid it. Finally, they said to each other, this is not right. This is a day of good news, and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until the morning, some calamity will fall upon us. Come, come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. So they went back to the city and told the gatekeeper, there's always gatekeepers, what happened. We went out to the Aramean camp, they said, and no one was there. The horses and donkeys were tethered, and the tents were all in order, and there wasn't a single person around. And the gatekeeper shouted the news to the people in the palace. What a wild story. So in the biblical timeline, this event occurred during the time of the prophet Elijah, specifically during the siege of Samaria by the Arameans, leading to a severe famine. Now, let's look at Christ in this story. The lepers, societal outcasts, who brings salvation to the city can be seen as the foreshadowing of Christ's message that salvation and God's kingdom are open for all, including those marginalized by society. So here's some big ideas we can walk away with. Number one, courage and desperation. Their dire situation pushed them beyond the limits of societal bounds, teaching us the value of courage when all seems lost. It talks about unexpected, unexpected provision. Their discovery speaks to God's provision in unexpected places. That's a word for somebody. And encourage us to trust in God's abundance, even in scarcity. Another lesson we learned is a responsibility to share. Spread love is the Brooklyn way, right? The leper's decision to share their findings highlight the duty of those who have received God's grace to extend it to others. So I pray that you would you just will stir up you in one time in your life, maybe in the future, when you feel like this desperation. I pray that the Holy Ghost will stir up some courage. That you realize Jehovah Jireh is still our provider, and that there's unexpected provision in unexpected places. And that you will be uh you will always be willing to dare to share. Share the good news of God, share your resources, and don't take away scriptures. 2 Kings 7, 9. Finally, they said to each other, this is not right. This is the day of good news and we aren't sharing it with anyone. Let's take a little test. Let's take a little test, shall we? Why did the four lepers decide to go to the Aramean camp? A, to join the army. <laughs> B, because they were curious. C, to find food and possibly save themselves from starvation. 
or D, to be CIA spies for the king of Israel? So what's the answer? What's the answer? Oh, oh, Sister Anna said C. Malik said C. Anybody else? Let's, let's get one more person. Let's answer the question one. We need one more person. We have two C's. Natalie said C with exclamation point. And it is C. Good job, good job, good job. You guys are learning. Question number two. What did the lepers find when they arrived at Aramean camp? A, the camp was heavily guarded. B, a welcoming party. C, the camp was deserted, deserted with provisions left behind. Or D, a group of soldiers waiting to capture them. What we got here? Oh, C. All right. We got it. You, got, you guys are holler at a scholar. Okay, let's go to the next big idea. The faith of the Phoenician woman. And I, I, I'm i going to put it in the Facebook and in the text later. There's a good Christianity Today article about this. So Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 through 28. Then Jesus left Galilee, right, his area, and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon, right? Now, this is like a scary place, right, where, where the ops was at. And, and there was a lot of light, racism and division. So he went somewhere else. He expanded the message. And a Gentile woman, right, non-Jewish, right, Jesus went to reach the Jewish first, died for us all, and then the apostles, especially Paul, reached out to everybody. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him, this bonus, pleading, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, right? She knew more about who he was than his own people. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that tor torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged her, urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, right? There's prayer, there's persistence, there's worship. Lord, help me. Ooh, and the recognition, there's recognition. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. And she replied, that's true, Lord. And this is clever, this is clever. This is negotiation, this is persistence. But even the dogs are allowed to eat at the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Right, and this is all metaphorical talk with each other. Verse 28, big scripture. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. Wow. So the biblical timeline, the story is part of Jesus' ministry, specifically when he visited the region of Tyre and Sidon in the New Testament and the Gospels. It occurred in a period where Jesus expanding his rich reach beyond just Jew, Jew, uh, Jewish heartlands and engaging in a range, a diverse range of communities, including Gentiles. So we see here, first we see persistence, we see prayer, we see recognition, we see worship, we see asking, seeking, and knocking. See, some of us we have not because we we don't we don't ask like this. We don't keep asking, we don't keep seeking, we don't keep knocking, and we don't we don't alter the way we do it, and we don't do it with the spirit of recognition. So we see cross-cultural faith. Her story exemplifies a faith that transcends cultural and ethnic barriers. 
illustrating the cosmic universal call of the gospel. We see persistence in prayer, her unwavering persistence in the face of rejection, models for us faith that refuses to be silenced, urges us to be tenacious in our prayers. And this may be somebody for in business. You need a tenacious spirit. We see Jesus' cosmic mission. This interaction reveals Jesus' mission to bring salvation beyond the Jewish people, foreshadowing the global scope of the gospel. And the key verse is Matthew 15, 28. Then Jesus said to her, woman, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. So let's take a little test. Why did the disciples want Jesus to send the Gentile woman away? It is, it's many other answers, right? Because she was from Tyre and Sidon. Because she was not following them. Because she was bothering them with her begging. Because she was a Gentile. What answer we got? What answer we got? Question one. What Malik with the C. Yes, Malik. She was bothered. What did Jesus say to the woman that showed her her faith was great? Your daughter is healed because you believe. Your faith is great. Your request is granted. You have shown great wisdom. Or come and follow me. Yeah, well, it's letter B. Your faith is great and your request is granted. All right, last story. Obadiah hiding the prophets. First Kings 18, 3-4. It says, later on in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Meanwhile, the famine had become more, very severe in Samaria. So Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Obadiah was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Obadiah has hidden a hundred of them in two caves. He put 50 in each and supplied them with food and water. Right, And that's what we're going to be focused on. That little bio in parentheses. So if you want, if, if you want to know more about this timeline, there's a book I read. Uh, it's like biblical historical fiction type of book, like Max Lucado, and it's called Jezebel, the Harley Queen of Israel by Brian Gadawa. And if you like fantasy type of books or whatever, then you will like this book. All right, so what we learned from Obadiah, Obadiah worked for the city. Right, he was a he was a deputy commissioner at the palace. Right, he was yeah he, he had a DCAS uh, ID and he was in uh, DC thirty seven. Right, and so we see here courage amidst crisis. Obadiah's action demonstrated the courage to do what's right even under the threat of persecution, inspiring us to stand firm in a conviction. We see a preservation of preservation of faith by hiding a prophet. Obadiah played a crucial role in preserving the faith and ensuring the continuation of God's work, reminding us our role in safeguarding the truth for future generations. We see Obadiah had the fear of the Lord. His reverence for God motivated his action, emphasizing on the importance deep fear of the Lord as the foundation for godly action. Praise the Lord. 
Yes, funny, First Kings 18.4 says, while Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophet, Obadiah had taken, this is the key verse, while Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had taken a hundred prophets and hid them in two king, caves. He used his influence to make an impact, right? So let's take a test. Why did Obadiah hide the prophets? A, to protect them from the drought. B, as part of competition with Ahab. C, to save them from Jezebel's attempt to kill them. Or D, because the prophet requested it. Okay, okay, Malik, Malik, answer for all y'all. Yes, seems to save them from Jezebel attempting to kill them. Question two, what did Obadiah provide for the hidden prophets? Gold and silver, new cloaks, food and water, and maps for escape. All right, food and water, you guys got it. So he used his title, right? And he uses influence to preserve the kingdom of God. I, I, I say this is similar to what um, Sister Avis does at work, right? She works at a very reputable school, um, one of the most sought-after schools in New York City, but she uses the influence to encourage other uh, co-workers who are in the faith, right? Um, there's aspects of that school that's not really sympathetic or receptive to the faith and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so she has like a cave where um, some of the other Christians can come and pray together, right? So let's give a kudos to Sister Avis. And I know many of you guys do the same thing. You know, one time I saw a Brooklyn Tabernacle flyer on my job and I was walking around like, whose flyer is this? Whose flyer is this? And everybody was scared. Uh, but I wanted to say like, you're my brother. Smile, Papa. We're, we're brothers and sisters of the Lord, right? We, we take care of each other. What motivated Obadiah's actions to hide to profit and provide for them? his desire for power, his fear of King Ahab, his reverence and fear of the Lord, or a direct order from Elijah. Malik said to the world. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Anna. Thank you. His reverence and fear of the Lord. All right, so we're done. So common connections with all these stories. Faith that crosses boundaries. Each story in this unique way illustrates his faith that transcends societal, cultural, economic boundaries. Uh, second thing we learn is a courage to act, right? From the leper's decision to explore the Syrian camp, the Phoenician woman's bold approach to Jesus, Obadiah's risk of hiding a prophet. Each story showcases courage uh, to act on faith, even when uh, there's personal risk involved. And the last thing we learned is, the last connection is a call to share and preserve faith. Whether it's sharing the good news of a miraculous provision, persisting in faith to bring healing or protecting the carriers of each word, of God's word. Each story compels us to share and preserve the faith entrusted to us, right? And so we have to learn to encourage other Christians. We have to learn to pray for our grandchildren. Share the gospel with our children. Amen. All right. We're just about done. These hidden gems reveal faith that leaps into action, inspire us to be brave, never give it up, and staying true to our mission. Let them be our secret weapon, lighting up the world with unstoppable power of what we believe in Jesus Christ as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's pray. Jesus' name, 
Father, in Jesus' name, as we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, we pray, Father, grant us the leper's boldness to step outside ourselves. Give us a little bit of that Phoenician woman's relentless pursuit of your love and power. And give us Obadiah's courage to use our influence and income for your kingdom. Help us transcend all limitations, persevere in faith, and share your truth with all. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you... If